Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week, we'll pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name's Aaron. Shannon is not with us today, but I do have a very special guest, and it is... Andrew. My good buddy Andrew Russell has joined us for the show. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. The crowd goes mild. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm glad to have you here. So this is a little bit of a a different, a little interesting experiment we're doing here because as you know, if you listen to the podcast, you are family. (laughs) We've had all of our guests are family members. Hi, family. So, but Andrew is here because of our topic this week. Uh, But before I get to that, I do have one email I want to read. It is from a friend of the show, Catherine. Catherine, it's always good to hear from you. I'm glad you write in all the time. It's always nice to see your updates. Catherine wrote in about her favorite Hitchcock movies. She says, hi, favorite show friends. I was so excited to see that you were doing an episode about Hitchcock movies. If anyone asks my favorite Hitchcock movie, I'm always going to say Rear Window. It's just so good. And no matter how many times you've seen it, it always has that tension at the end. I also love Psycho, Rope, and Vertigo. One I wanted to shout out that you didn't mention in your episode is The Trouble with Harry. It's a great dark comedy with a young Shirley MacLaine. Here's the Wikipedia synopsis. Catherine, thank you so much for going to Wikipedia, (laughs) official source of all knowledge on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, It says, The quirky but down-to-earth residents of a small hamlet of Highwater, Vermont, are faced with the freshly dead body of Harry Warp, uh, which has inconveniently appeared on the hillside above the town. The problem of who he is, who is responsible for a sudden death, and what should be done with the body is the trouble with Harry. Catherine says, I highly recommend it. Thanks, Catherine. Always good to hear from you. Thanks for writing in. And I have not seen that one. I'll have to check that one out. Add it to my list of many Hitchcock movies that I enjoy. Uh, that is it for updates and emails. So we can get on with this week's topic, which is our favorite VR games or virtual reality games, which is why Andrew is here. Uh, as you know, if you've listened to the podcast and heard our video game episodes, clearly we are a Nintendo family and we've gone through all the Nintendo consoles. We did iOS games. We even had Alex come in to talk about PlayStation games. And we were trying to think of what other things we haven't covered. And I immediately thought virtual reality games because I really enjoy VR, but nobody else in the family really plays VR. And I thought, well, my buddy Andrew. Well, we're, we're going to change VR. it. We're going to change all of that. Yes. Your family's going to be like, I can't believe I've only been playing Nintendo this whole time. <laughs> all these 2D flat screens. What? What's we're, this all about? This, ep- this episode, this podcast is going to change their life and perspective. <laughs> I love it. But before before we get to that, even though I, I just announced the topic, Andrew, I want to talk about you for a little bit because you're not uh, a Sutherland, <laughs> but no. you are uh, you are my good friend. And if I could, is there like, is becoming a Sutherland kind of like a Boy Scout? Like, can I get like a badge of honor, a badge of Sutherland honor? You know, honestly, being on the podcast kind of makes That's you an unofficial it. Sutherland. Yes. <laughs> you're one of, what, two people who are not officially in my family that I've have been on the show. It. So you're, you're in now. How well, about that? That makes me really happy. But in addition to being uh, an expert gamer, you are also a very talented, if I might say so, oh. uh, voice actor. I would love to talk about a little bit about what what you do. Like, how, sure. what are what are some some roles maybe that you've you've enjoyed voicing or something you're proud of with your voice acting? So, are you want to talk mostly about my video game stuff specifically? Let's start with that. Sure. Okay. So, because you're a very multi talented. Sure. Dude. <laughs> I, I'm all over the place. I think a lot of us voice actors kind of do everything, but mostly people know me from the video game world from a game called World of Warcraft where I voice one of the main uh, characters named Kalagos. He's like a big blue dragon guy. So um, cool. 
It's I, really cool. <laughs> it's so much fun. And I, I've done some voices for Diablo, some voices for Hearthstone. I've done some voices for this game called Lost Ark, and I'm, I'm some characters in Genshin Impact. And, I mean, there's so many. And then there's a bunch of games I can't even talk about yet, which is, you know, <laughs> I want to talk about them. I always do. But Got to love uh, those NDAs, uh, right? NDAs <laughs> is kind of what we live off of. But, it, you know, it's it's one of those things where if, if they let me uh, go into a room and geek out about video games and also get paid to be a voice in it i'm so honored and thankful and every time i get to do a game it's like a pinch me moment because it's like ever since i was a kid all i ever wanted to do was be involved with making games and animations and and movies and whatnot so to be able to get to do that is just well i remember you saying how exciting it was because you had been you played some of these games from when you were a kid right you you we're talking about Blizzard specifically. Yeah. Diablo. Yeah. How you played that so much. And then to get to be a part of it is so cool. It's so unreal. It's surreal. Like it it really is. I mean, there's there's several times where that has happened. And there's another one that I'm um, coming out in the next couple of years where that happened as well. <laughs> when I was younger, I played this game quite a lot. And it's just so cool to see like this world that you know so well. And then you go in and you talk to the the developers and the people who are designing and creating and and that it's so funny. It never it never ceases to make me laugh um, whenever you go in and they're like, okay, so this is kind of like um, like a Lord of the Rings sort of environment. <laughs> and these characters, like they're having a hard time because they've got to explain this hundreds of times yeah, to people. Yeah. And I, most of the time I just stop them and go, I've put like hundreds of hours into this game. I, they're like, oh, and you could like feel the weight just release. And they're like, thank goodness we can just talk to you like a nerd. And I'm like, yes, lay it on me. That's so great. I love that. Yeah. Oh, man, so cool. So in addition to the, the video game stuff, you also do voiceover for animation. Any projects you want to share with us about that? Uh, most people in animation know me from uh, a TV show called Miraculous Ladybug. It's a, it's a Disney um, uh, on Netflix. It's it's kind of all over the place. Um, if you have a teenager, they probably know it. Either they're embarrassed by it or they absolutely <laughs> adore it. So one of the two. There's no middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's nothing in between. Um, but I've done a variety of, of shows. I'm in a show called Rainbow High and uh, I'm in the new Bratz series that you can you can hear me being a teenage heartthrob in that one. You know, I like to play roles that I just never was in real life, like a teenage heartthrob. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't ever happen. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so cool. And you and you do so many other things too. I I know you you are quite a singer. You oh, play guitar. Thank you're you. you're bringing it back to video games. You're Twitch streaming. You do a lot yeah. of streaming on Twitch, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So I got into streaming on Twitch right after. Um, Speaking of singing, I toured with Jersey Boys, which is a is a musical. Um, lots of fun. And when I got back, I had nothing to do. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. So I was getting into voice acting and all this stuff. But at the same time, I, I just love games. So I'm like, well, how can I marry the worlds? What can I do? And, and uh, Twitch was one of those things that kind of was feeding my soul. So that's what I got into that for. And games are a lot of my favorite things. 
That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I've watched some of your Twitch streams and IOTUS. It's so cool. And and where where can people find you if they want to pull up your Twitch? Sure. Streams? So I have a virtual robot. That sounds insane. It's and so it's cool. Just as insane as it is. It's all <laughs> motion captured, controlled. I designed the little guy and did all the things. And uh, whenever I do stream on him, when I get some time, normally I stream in the mornings, and you can catch him on uh, twitch.tv slash iotis, I-O-T-I-S. And he's a family-friendly, little, fun little robot. And then I also stream as myself sometimes without the robot, not on that channel. And that's just my typical I'm Andrew Russell. It's it's there. You'll You'll, you'll find me. Super cool. I dig it, man. It's fun. Well, should we talk about virtual reality for a bit? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> so I, uh, as as always, I went to Wikipedia, pulled up the virtual reality uh, page on here, and had some cool information. Uh, so virtual reality, or VR, uh, is a, a simulated experience that includes 3D near-eye displays and pose tracking, which means it tracks how you move your head and stuff to deliver an immersive feel. Most uh, virtual reality systems nowadays are in the form of a headset that I'm sure a lot of people have seen. One of the most early uh, systems designed for virtual reality was a, a system called the Sword of Damocles, which sounds real wow. scary. In 1968, the, the system was so heavy that it had to be suspended from the ceiling you couldn't it was too heavy to wear on your head which added to the the look of this really you know intimidating thing Unbelievable. Uh, and all of the stuff that was in that you could see in in the virtual reality display was like a wireframe set of rooms basically it was very very rudimentary but it was one of these early things where you put on a basically gigantic tv visor suspended from the ceiling and as you moved your head you could look around in it which was groundbreaking i'm sure it looks like <laughs> Nothing now, but it, it's pretty groundbreaking stuff. Uh, from the 70s to the 90s, most virtual reality was used for training purposes, uh, especially by NASA. There was a lot of NASA VR that was developed to help astronauts in their training, visualizing things on spacewalks, visualizing things inside of a space shuttle, uh, launch environments, all that sort of thing. There were virtual reality systems that were in place uh, to help people train for uh, combat situations. There were systems in place to help help people train for surgeries. Of course, very much more rudimentary than it is now, but yeah, the 70s, the 90s kind of had this boom of VR. None of it was what we have now as far as like at home. It was all tied to these gigantic computers and these laboratories and stuff. But you look at some of these pictures of like, I, I pulled up this picture of this NASA headset. Oh, wow. You know, this looks yeah. this looks very similar to what, you know, yeah, kind of what we have now in like a- It's close. Cool, like 80s, I mean, 90s retro looking- thing. You probably is <laughs> very heavy. It probably weighs. Yeah. A, it's like you're holding up a car. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> sure it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there were some uh, early forays into gaming on VR uh, in the early days. The Atari VR department was founded in 1982, just in time for the video game crash of 1983. <laughs> so the whole department just like completely dive bombed. But it did stick around, and there were some some other like prototypes. And again, never as widely as we have it now. But there were systems out there for uh, gaming back then. Wow. There was even a a VR system, very limited VR system for the Sega. Uh, uh, Drive Sega disk drive system. Hold on, I have it written down. Saturn Mega Drive. Yeah, the 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 Sega Mega Drive in 1991. Oh, oh, way before the Saturn. Again, you never you never saw them around because they were so limited. Uh, of course, there's the infamous uh, Nintendo Virtual Boy that had very rudimentary VR in a home setting, and it caused headaches and dizziness, which is why it didn't sell that well. <laughs> well, so. you know. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel like that was kind of around the time that they came out with the 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 Duck Hunt uh, game. Was that like roughly the it late eighties? Well, the, yeah. The the so the Virtual Boy I believe was in the early nineties. Yes, right. So so the Duck Hunt the 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 Zapper Gun was in right. mid to late eighties. I think eighty seven. I think is when but that came out. That's kind of a and then yeah, ninety five is when the when the Virtual Boy came out. So yeah, it was in that in that same era of like early video game system home systems developing, and already they were starting to dabble in VR, which was pretty cool. I feel like that kind of was the gateway for a lot of people into this feeling of being more connected with your gaming system than just holding a controller. Because yeah. that that now that I think about it, that that zapper gun, that feeling of being like, oh, I'm actually kind of living in this world, this virtual world. Yeah. It's a form of augmented reality, the zapper yeah. gun. You know, it's it's it's, it's so taking cool. taking cues from these VR things. It's interesting on Wikipedia it says that from 2000 to 2010, there was a giant drop in interest in VR. Well, I have a, a sneaking suspicion. I think that a lot of people were more interested in the smartphones and all that stuff at that time. And I actually worked at Best Buy in early 2013. Hmm. And the three years prior to that, they had been developing the Google Glass, which is augmented reality. Yes. But there were they were all... I feel like that that time frame, they're probably all developing a more wearable form of virtual reality or augmented reality. So that yeah. that dip probably was them trying to innovate. Well, that's exactly right because in 2010 is when the first prototype of the Oculus Rift came wow. out. And that's what blew this thing wide open is Changing the Oculus life. company. So the Oculus Rift, if anybody, I, people have probably heard of it because yeah. one, it's a cool name. Yeah. But basically it's a wearable headset that I'm sure people people have seen around that was tied to a gaming PC and was built to run VR software. And it was a massive leap forward in technology as far as the resolution, yeah. the, because you were tied to a gaming PC, it was expensive because you have to have a gaming PC and then this expensive, you know, add on to it. But that also allowed you to have some super cool processing, some strong processing to run these games. Yeah. And about that same time, after, after Oculus released the very first Oculus Rift, then the market broke wide open and you had PlayStation VR, you had the HTC Vive. There were, there's been a bunch that have come out and it's, been kind of ever since this kind of VR arms race. Yeah. <laughs> things have gotten much, much more I mean, accessible and better. They've gotten better and and uh, they've also just gotten smaller and more accessible and cheaper. Yeah. And that's the best part right there is they've gotten more affordable, uh, you know, contrary to, you know, an augmented reality headset from Apple, which is $3,000 or something mm. like that. <laughs> um, you can still get an, an affordable entry-level virtual reality headset nowadays, which is oh, awesome. It's so cool. Yeah. And Oculus was that that first gateway into all of it, like you said, which if if you're listening and you're like, ah, oh, the Oculus, but like what what – I don't, I can't seem to figure out where that is. Like, I don't know where, it, like, I haven't seen too much in the Oculus. Well, it's because Facebook bought out <laughs> Oculus and they, they, it was 
the, I don't even remember, it was like some weird hybrid, the Oculus Quest, or was that, was that what they called yeah. it? Yeah, well, so the Quest and the Quest 2 were the ones that were the first standalone that could really play games. Right. And that was another thing that kind of broke it wide open, which is how I got into it in the first place, is that I have, a, you know, I have a Mac at home, which is great, but it's not, especially nowadays, Macs are not like really into right. gaming systems. So there wasn't a lot of VR content for it. But the the Quest and the Quest 2 didn't have to be tied to a PC. They were standalone. And so that meant you could actually just buy the thing and play. And the Quest 2, when I bought mine, I think they're still 300 bucks or something. Yeah. Which is the same price as a Switch. It's cheaper than a PlayStation. It's cheaper than an Xbox. Like, that's that's a good deal yeah. for a game system, you know? Yeah. It's a good deal for the tech you get. And so, yeah, that's... Sorry, I, I jumped in, but... No, it's, yeah. it's exactly it. And so... The Oculus Quest is what that is. So if you're wondering, the the device from Facebook or Meta, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, they're now deeming it the Meta Quest instead of Oculus. So since they bought out Oculus, they're just kind of erasing that awesome name. I know. And Meta, making I us don't, all cry. I still call mine the Oculus. I don't. We're just going to call it Meta Quest. That sounds dumb. For Oculus the sake of this, cool. it's the Oculus. <laughs> but that oh, I will say that device that's. That was my first, uh, the the Oculus Quest 2 or the Meta Quest 2 was my first uh, virtual device that I purchased because it finally was at the point where I thought it was worth it. And I was right. It's yeah. amazing. I'm so happy that I have that. And they're actually onto the the third version now, which is a whole different ball game. I and, really want one. They're we'll get so there. cool. We'll get there. But yeah. I mean, I got to tell you that if if it weren't for all of those games when I was a kid with the Zapper and all that stuff, and then getting a chance to play all these games growing up through those two thousand times, two thousand to two thousand ten, I was playing games like flying helicopters in games, doing all kinds of first person shooter types of games, exploring these worlds like in World of Warcraft, where I was just like, yeah. man, like what a fantastical world and a fantastical thing to see. Oftentimes, we've had moments in our history when it comes to video games and when it comes to cinematic uh, storytelling. And the one that comes to mind is Avatar. And mm. when Avatar came out, people were like, the real world isn't enough. Like, well, I, there, there, there's just nothing that's going to be better than Avatar. I wish I was in this world. And in that time, we got to dream about it. And then now we get to actually play with it. And it's... It's it's crazy. It's really cool. It is really cool. I I love the stuff that VR unlocks. And I still play my Switch. I still, you know, play regular video games. There 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 there's room for both of them in the world, but I feel like VR definitely unlocks some things that you can't do and you can't experience in other ways and it's really cool. Yeah. And especially like I said now at this price point, you know, before I just I couldn't for me personally, other people can, I couldn't personally justify spending a ton of money on a gaming PC and the VR headset and stuff when like you know, I right. I had my Switch. I have my you right. know, I can play StarCraft on my Mac, whatever that sort of thing. I I I I couldn't quite make that jump, but right. yeah, when it came down to like, hey, three hundred bucks, and you've got this all-in system that can play all these amazing things, I was like, all right, this is this is the this is the time in. to do it. It's pretty cool. And I mean, if you're if you're on the fence on the gaming side of it, let me tell you this about VR: is there's nothing more beautiful and 
breathtaking and will bring you the most joy that you've ever had in your life than to watching someone who's never done VR <laughs> put a headset on <laughs> and struggle to do VR. It's the funniest oh. thing ever. Every but, time my parents come to visit, I'm tempted to be like, hey, mom, hey, dad, tr- put on this thing. and have, <laughs> I, I haven't done it yet, but I really want to. You it's gotta so do it. much fun. L- let, me, let me put it this way. I did it with my parents. I got the Oculus and I was like, you guys got to try this. And like, I was like laughing. I'm having a great time watching them like scream and like, you know, just like they're having a blast and it's so fun. <laughs> and I got it. I got it during the holiday when it was on sale. And then I went home. I came back to California. They live out in Colorado. Within a month, both of my parents had bought not one, but two <laughs> one virtual reality wow. headsets so they can <laughs> both have it because they had gotten one and they played with it for a couple of weeks. But then they were like, but we both want to play the thing at the same time. <laughs> and then sure enough, so they got two of them and they would stand back to back and I'm sure they still, maybe they're doing it right now. Maybe they're <laughs> out in the, uh, you know, virtual world golfing or something at this moment. That's and so awesome. They loved it so much. They did that. And, you know, my, that is for my parents who literally don't play video games. That's the power of virtual reality is they don't even know how to hold a controller, you know, and and the fact that they can pick up this thing and it's just so intuitive and it's just it's it's at that level that anybody can anybody can do it. Yeah. And that's true and and the the a lot of the VR things now again going back to the Quest 2 is one I have is so intuitive. I mean so the design of it for anyone who doesn't know it's a a headset that has like a head strap on so it, it just like sticks to the front of your face over your eyes. Uh, and then there are two controllers one for each hand and they're just like shaped perfectly to for your hand yeah. to hold. They've got, you know, uh, the buttons where basically most of your fingers and thumbs are yeah. and it's very it's very simple. They're not like each each controller has what a joystick and two buttons, yeah, and then a, like a trigger or whatever, yeah. Or there's like two triggers, but I mean, it's They're, it's very simple. It's and very as good as your phone. It's about the size of your phone, I would say, maybe smaller. Yeah, yeah. but it's yeah, it's very intuitive. All the stuff you do in VR is super intuitive and it's great. And one more thing before we get into our specific games, the other thing that got me really interested in VR is we went to an excellent arcade in downtown LA called Two Bit Circus, and oh, it's oh yeah, it's it's incredible, and it's basically like a super modern arcade. And yes, there is a corner that has like pinball and some of the old, you know, old uh, uh, cabinet games and stuff, which are awesome. But most of the arcade is VR and like wow, super modern kind of stuff. We went and we're just playing, and there were all kinds of cool experiences. And the one that was my favorite, uh, it was you were going through. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was it was all kind of you know custom proprietary stuff for right. this for this arcade, but. One of the experiences, you were like going through a dungeon. And it was funny to look at it from the outside. It just looked like a bunch of people wearing goggles and a backpack walking through like not a maze because there was only one way to go, but like right. through kind of like a twisty, turny thing of a bunch of black plywood. It looked super <laughs> lame and dumb from the outside. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as you get into that and the backpack you're wearing lets it be completely wireless and had like rumble and haptic and stuff. Cool. And you've got the headset and you've got your controllers. And as soon as you go in, you're in this dungeon and you're peeking around corners and like, oh, there's a skeleton shooting at me with a bow and arrow and, you know, all this crazy stuff. And it was so immersive. And there was one section where a door opened and all of a sudden I had to step out onto this ledge on the edge of a cliff and like oh. make my way down to the other side and I have a fear of heights and my knees got weak. I went wobbly wow. looking down the side of this cliff face that I was on the edge of. And again, I'm standing in a room with a bunch of black plywood, you know, yeah. black painted plywood and like nothing but I instantly was like, oh crap, I am on this cliff looking way down. Yeah. There was one section where you got into this tiny little box and it was an elevator and I'm sure 
sure what it was. It was just a panel on the floor that you stood on <laughs> that vibrated. But I got in and suddenly the wall started moving. And I was like, You're oh, like ah. sucked in my arms really tight. I was like, oh, I'm in this tiny thing. It was, it was just Unreal. so immersive. And, you know, so after that, I started looking it up. And that's when I discovered the, the Quest 2. And I was like, okay, I, I got to get in on this. It's pretty cool. You know, similarly, I had an experience at a place called Sandbox VR. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, up yeah. In, uh, there's, a, there's a couple of them. The one we went up to is uh, up in Woodland Hills. And this place, very similar in the sense that you put on a headset. Uh, you put on a backpack that helps you communicate with the system. And then the difference with this one opposed to one like yours, which sounds awesome. I like the maze thing. Um, this one, you put on little trackers on your hands and your feet, and then you just go into a big room. It's just a, a big mm. empty room, and you got two people in there kind of assisting you. And I went with my parents and uh, my wife, Brenna, and we put on these packs and we all of a sudden, we weren't in this room anymore. We were robots on this space station, and there was a bunch of enemies coming after us, and we were all four. We could see each other in the virtual world, so we all were there. But since there was helpers there, I mean, you can use your imagination, but, like, when you got, like, a weapon or something, and it's like, reach out and grab this, you know, you kind of reach your hand out, and then all of a sudden it was there, and I'm like, w I know that I'm in, like, this empty room, but these <laughs> things are just appearing, and it's crazy. I'm sure that those those people are just running around, dude, handing you stuff, but just that feeling of immersion and feeling of you being there, it's 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 a different sensation, and, and when I tell you, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it when I tell you about some of my favorite games but when i tell you that you you're seeing this goofy you know virtual reality avatar version of your wife or your your parents or whatever it's it feels like oh yeah well that would be silly but when you could see their head moving and you see their mouth moving and you see them when you talk to them they stop and you could see their body move and look at you something in your brain tells you oh this is normal like this is this is real like yeah. and you that feeling of stepping out on a cliff that feeling of oh i'm actually like this is kind of it's kind of an amazing thing that we can do. And I mean, think of the practical uses of that. You know what I mean? Like there could be so many positive things that you can do with that. Not just scary stuff, not just stepping off on a cliff, but I mean, that feeling of uh, real briefly, I'll tell you a, a story that um, my uh, uh, mother-in-law recently had told me about someone she heard that uh, unfortunately had passed, but, uh, this is a while back and apparently they had some sort of, uh, disease or something that left them to where they couldn't really function. They couldn't move very much. Mm. And, and they used to do a lot of bike riding. They initially were like wanting to go before they passed away. They were like, let's, let's, um, let's take them on a bike ride. Let's, let's do like one last ride, you know, cause they knew it was coming, unfortunately. Yeah. But unfortunately there was no way to do that. It, they couldn't get them out. So somebody had an idea to get their quest. And they downloaded this this um, game where it was literally just from the perspective of somebody riding a bike out in the mountains up in Aspen or something, you know. And wow. they gave them this thing. And the way that I tell the story or the way that um, I heard the story, I don't think would ever do justice. But apparently their face just lit up. They they were so excited and they, they felt like they were there again and they felt like this whole world was back and just that sliver of happiness, you know, that can be caused by virtual reality. What an un 
real gift to the world it can be. That's and amazing. I just, I, it's so cool. That is amazing. Yeah, and that's and that's one thing that's that's worth noting. Yeah, is that VR definitely has a reputation of being video games, but it's not all video games. There's so many experiences you can do. There's cool learning tools. You know, there's apps for helping you learn the piano. Yeah. You know, there's uh, obviously we talked about some of the training purposes of it. There's just there's a ton. There's a right. ton of cool stuff you can use it for work too. There's a there's a great app that yeah basically gives you a virtual space for your computer and depending on the compatibility you can have like you're sitting in a room and you've got your keyboard and you can just like suddenly have like yeah. I think up to five monitors or whatever virtual monitors yeah. put them where you want make them whatever size you want well what's it's unreal really cool. is is the in the newer versions um, the Apple version of the headset and then also the newest uh, Quest 3 you'll notice that it has cameras on the front of it mm-hmm. and it will do what's called augmented reality which it's still virtual reality, augmented reality are kind of a mixed bag. They're kind of the same thing. In, yeah, they're in very sense. similar, yeah. The only difference is, is augmented reality is taking your current and uh, your your surroundings and putting virtual elements within your actual living space. Yeah, think on a very basic level, Pokemon Go, right? You're looking oh, through yeah. your camera at a thing. Your exactly. camera's just pointed at whatever room you're in and suddenly there's a Pokemon in the room yeah. on your phone or whatever. So it's that, but at like an advanced, more uh, yeah. sophisticated level. Yeah. And again, practical uses. Not only can you, you can put this headset on and look up at the top of your living room wall and put up a, a movie on that screen. Or you could put your desktop screen there and you can type. Or an even cooler use, well, that's going to be in the honorable mentions. I have a game. <laughs> it's really cool. Very I'll talk good. about it later. Very good. Well, let's talk about some some games. Or I guess I guess I should say apps. There, there's there's lots of programs for these that are that are helpful, but mostly games. I, I figure we can just kind of bounce back and forth. You, you want to go first, or should I jump in? Sure. Um, so, well, I get. I mean, listen, I, I left them wondering what I was talking about just now. So <laughs> uh, I'll start. It's it's a game called Piano Vision, and this it works both. You don't have to have the virtual reality or the augmented reality to do it, but it works better, especially with this new Quest Three. Mm. Um, because it can see through. And how the game works is you mark your piano. And by the way, you can do it without a piano. But if you do have a piano, it's even better. You can mark the edges of your piano. And we all know pianos are made the same. They're, they're, you know, they're going to be the same thing. So yeah. it has an understanding of where the keys are. And think of it like Disney sing-along or a, a Guitar Hero or, a, you know, Dance Dance Revolution, whatever game you played, rhythm game, yeah. where you see the notes coming and you can see them in a virtual space, but you're also seeing your piano in your hands. And as it comes down, the notes hit the notes on the piano and you can learn to play piano in virtual or augmented reality. It's unreal. What a great game. And then when you think about the practical uses of that someday, of Maybe uh, you're changing some parts in the engine of your car and you're looking at your car and you put on your augmented reality and you say, oh, this is a 1996 Ford Mustang. And it knows exactly where all the parts are in that because somebody's logged it or they put all the manual in there. And then you're looking at your Mustang and it's saying, oh, well, that's where the belt is that you need to change or that's where you need to pull the oil change. It's like all of a sudden you become an expert at everything, you know? (laughs) And I think that's so cool. That is Um, really cool. Yeah. So that one's called Piano Vision. Really cool one. Check it out. It's, nice. Um, I actually learned that it's only it started initially as one developer, and uh, now it's m- much bigger than that. But um, 
it's a, it's a remarkable, remarkable uh, game to play if you're not really into the gaming side of things, that is. That's very cool. I dig that a lot. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about probably the most famous of the the VR games out there, which is Beat Saber, mm. uh, which, of course, the very first thing I downloaded when I got my my, my quest was, I got to get Beat Saber. It's a Ever, rite of passage. Yes. And honestly, it's such a good game. Like, even though, like, every, it's one of those, like, it's almost like having Tetris on your phone, right? Yeah. Like, you just have to have the basic thing. Like, everyone's got to have Beat Saber, but it's so good. So, the way Beat Saber works is, again, very similar to, like, you know, Guitar Hero, Rock Band, etc., where you're playing along with notes and you see them come down the screen. But in this game, you're standing in some virtual space on a platform and you're holding two lightsabers, right? One in each hand. Yeah. And as a song is playing, these blocks are coming down the corridor through the space towards you and you chop them with your lightsabers. The boxes have arrows pointing different directions. So, you know, if you have to swipe it from left to right or from up to down or whatever, and there's a whole level of difficulty from very simple, very beginner stuff to stuff that I have seen on Twitch that I don't know how <laughs> anybody can do these complex things. But it's it's so much fun and it's so addictive and the music is really cool. It's all, you know, very much, you know, dance. Yeah. And, you know, kind of dubstep type of, type of music that's fun to play to. But it's just so addicting and it's so much fun. And again, one of these things where you just kind of get sucked in. Like I'll, I'll be playing and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, geez, I've been playing for two hours, you know. Like I'm, I'm sweating. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Which which actually kind of leads me to another thing that is fun and a, a cool use of these VR headsets is for exercise. Yeah. Beat Saber is a lot of fun, but you really are kind of like, you're pretty active. And and a lot of these uh, uh, headsets have like, you know, calorie counters or movement tracker sort of things you can enable if you want to. And so you, if you want to try and hit some sort of sort of specific goal uh, of, of movement or, or energy spent or whatever. But yeah, Beat Saber is one of those ones that is is really fun. And, and I work up a sweat usually when I, yeah. you know, because I'm always like, oh, I can think I can do one hard. I went harder and pretty soon I'm frantically waving my arms and I'm sure in my mind I look super cool because I'm in this like rad like oh, dance yeah. space with these boxes and I'm sure like you know Stephanie walks into the room and looks at me and I look like <laughs> a giant dork but it's it's fun which uh, is entertaining for both people this I is mean. <laughs> This is true. It's yes. great. The only downside I will say about Beat Saber, there is so much music out for it, but a lot of them are, you know, add-ons. It's, right. it's, it's in-app purchases and whatnot. And I wish they were a little less expensive because there's yeah. they've got music from everybody. I, I saw there's a, there's a collection of Queen songs. Oh, yeah. There's Billie Eilish. There's The Killers. There's, you know, all so many different artists have come out with stuff. Lizzo and whatever. But, you know, the pack of 12 songs or 11 songs expensive. or whatever is like, you know, 10 to 15 bucks or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of like you have to buy an album basically to, to have yeah. access to it so I wish it was cheaper that way but well, it does come with a fair amount of songs like it's not like you're stuck with sure. like five basic and repetitive, they do update you know. it too they do provide yeah. you more songs and they'll bring in more default stock songs that yeah. come with the game now a fun thing that you can do that not a lot of people with the quest know about which is the nerd side of uh, Andrew coming out for all of you. <laughs> um, you can plug in via USB-C if you have a gaming computer. Mm -hmm. um, you could plug that into your computer and it becomes a monitor, kind of like what we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, and if you have Beat Saber on your computer, uh, there's a uh, thing called Steam. It's, it's where you would buy the game on yeah. your computer. Um, and in Steam, there's a workshop 
that community people can mod and add things to the game, and there's thousands of songs for Beat Saber for free. That's so that cool. would solve the solution. And I mean, it's you know, it's it's a it's a way to do it, and it's all community curated stuff. And let me tell you, the community makes a, some amazing things these days. So, I mean, oh, I if bet, if you yeah. want to play more songs on your Beat Saber account, and you you're you have a gaming computer, and I would suggest buying it on Steam and then finding those songs because you can just, I mean, you you'll be able to play too many songs. You won't have <laughs> any time for anything. People will wonder where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll just say, no time, Beat Saber. This sounds amazing, though. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game. I would say that that game would be and is traditionally the first game that I play for people when they're like, let me try the VR. Oh, yeah. I'll bust yeah. it out, and I'm like, first, let's th- throw in some Beat Saber because it's it's so, you you just get it. You understand. You're like, oh, they're coming at me. Got to slice it. There's not even any buttons to press aside from no. picking your song, right? Once you're yeah. once you're in the game and you're you're you know sabering the beats or whatever. Yeah, like it's there's not even any buttons. You just swing your arms. Yeah. It's it's very cool. It's unreal. Yeah, and you can also a cool thing with the quest two and three is that you can stream the gameplay to your phone, mm-hmm. or you if you have like a Chromecast, you can uh, screen share it to your TV, so you can see what the person wearing the headset is seeing. It's a little bit uh, hard to watch sometimes because <laughs> they have a full like three sixty view, and it's a lot smoother for them because it's their point of view. But uh, you can see what they're seeing, and it's. It's super fun to 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 participate in that with them. It's really cool. So yeah. I agree. Beat Saber was definitely on my list as well. It's a good one, man. Really good. Well, next for me, uh, I would I would say that if you ever have loved Star Wars at all, the number one game you need to play on VR is Vader Immortal. That's the next one on my list too. I, yeah. I got to tell you, I there's three episodes. Now they're great stories. I suggest you play through them all, but they're like I think they're nine ninety nine each, or you might be able to get them on sale for the holiday. But if you're going to start with one, just start with Vader Immortal episode three. Hmm. And now the reason why I tell you this is there's something within the game. It is called the uh, I think it's called the lightsaber dojo. They call it the dojo, and ah. Uh, it's if you've ever ever dreamed of being in the world of Star Wars. All this is is you're standing in a room and you got a lightsaber. You can pick if you want to have dual lightsabers or you know a staff or whatever or just one. And then you have your hands and you you know you have your controllers there and you're just standing in a room by yourself and all of these stormtroopers and robots and little alien guys are coming after you and you just got to defend yourself. Simple as that. Now. The reason why it's amazing is because you have those force powers and you have that lightsaber and you have the sound effects and all of a sudden you feel like you're a Jedi. I, it, I've spent way too long on that game. And I don't regret a single moment. Same. And and to your point about the price, actually, a lot of VR games are not that expensive, especially yeah. compared to, you know, a Switch game is, what, 60, 60 to 70 and PlayStation games. Bottom line, yeah. You know, can go up from there. The majority of games that I've found for the Quest specifically are, are in the $30 range. Yeah. And part of that is that in VR, I think just human limitations currently, you know, like... Yeah. We can't we can't sit and play in VR for quite as long as we can sit on a couch and play you know our, our regular yeah. games or whatever just because of the environment you're in you know it's right. it's fatiguing uh, so these games aren't necessarily as long as a you know PlayStation or a sit on the couch kind of game but that doesn't mean they're they're any less good yeah. but the, I I kind of think that's kind of cool that 
even to get all three episodes if you want, which I, I have, and I think the stories are amazing. They're great. All, all three episodes, you're still looking at 30 bucks and stuff goes on sale all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, reg- yeah. I, all the time I have, I have a, my wish list of games and I'm like, oh, hey, this thing's, you know, 15 yeah. instead of 30. I'll grab for it. For once, whatever. you can actually utilize the wish lists in the store for the quest and those those games actually do go on sale quite often. So yeah. I would say wait for the holiday or whatever, or some sort of gaming sale or whatever they're going to do and uh, pick them up then. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of games also you can just try. You can do demos a lot. Yeah. Um, and you can also, I will say, uh, Facebook buying the Quest actually is, is good in a lot of ways because if you buy a game and they're such a big company and you, you don't like the game, you can just request a refund and then return it. Like, I've played a game for two, three, four hours, and I'm like, I don't like this at all. This, is, this isn't something I enjoy. And I just returned it. And they processed it right away. There was no question. They're not like, what are you trying to return? Yeah. It's, it's They return it. So if you if you want to try a game, I suggest you just buy it. If you really want it, it's a full version, and there's not a demo, buy it, try it. If you don't like it, return it. Yeah. It's, uh takes us back to the days when you had physical copies of <laughs> things that you could buy. You'd hold in your hand. You'd hold it. Crazy. Take a look at the book. <laughs> Strategy guide. Oh, man. Doesn't happen anymore. Not so much. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, Vader Immortal is super good. I will say also, so the 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 first time in, in this story, you uh, are are basically being held captive by Vader and being forced to do some stuff for him, is, is do his bidding. And uh, it's a very cool adventure game, really good story. The very first time, though, that Vader walks into the room and walks like right up to you, Whew. I was Chills. so intimidated because yeah. he's tall and, you know, Vader just towers over you and he gets right up in your face and that, oh, and like yeah. all of it, I just was like, I was like, ooh, I was feeling like, so this intimidated. Is, this is it. Yeah. Again, standing in my living room with nothing around me, but it was so cool. Well, and to that to that point of being immersed and hearing the sounds, uh, you can either play without headphones and there's little speakers that come down and, and you can hear all those sound effects without having to do anything. Mm-hmm. Or I have some Bose like soundproof headphones and I plug those into the side. There's a, a little headphone, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack that mm-hmm. you could plug in and that brings the experience to a different level because all of a sudden you can't really hear anything around you because you got the soundproof headphones Yeah, and then your wife can come and poke you in the, <laughs> the, the chest and scare you. And it's uh, fun for her. Yeah. Terrifying for me. Or my cat rubs up against my leg when I yeah. don't see them coming. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> ah, who put a, a fuzzy little Ewok in here? <laughs> I love it. I want to talk about Walkabout Mini Golf. Oh. This is one you got me into, yes. which is such a good game. So it's miniature golf. And Simple that's, as that. I could stop there, but. Here's, here's the thing that's cool again about VR is that it opens up so many possibilities that you just couldn't do in real life. So the basic premise of the game is just straight up miniature golf, right? Yep. Super simple. But because you're not constrained by the laws of physics, you can build these courses that are very cool. And one of the basic courses uh, that the game comes with is like a, a pirate themed mini golf course. But there's like, there's one of the holes where like you're climbing like up this ship and like you're standing like partway up the mast on this pirate ship or whatever. And like, you couldn't do that in real life. No. D- you know, dumb kids would fall off and get hurt and you'd have lawsuits and the place would close down or whatever. But like, it's VR. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can 
fly. Yeah. I mean, why not? All kinds of crazy stuff. And so it's, even though it sounds like so simple and like mini golf, what? But like this game is so good. And the courses that you can play on are so amazing. And they regularly update it. Uh, You know, there are ones you have to pay to download, but they they're always adding new content yeah. the gameplay feels very fluid i mean once i once i'm in there and i kind of get my get my bearings like the physics of it whatever feels very good it's very intuitive but yeah it's just it's a fun game and it was one it was so what you told me about the yeah. like, you got to try this mini golf game well i initially played that game uh right off the bat cuz i i was like oh i bet you golf in this virtual world would be amazing and i got it and i loved it and i recommended it to my stepfather and I mean, we played that game for hours and across states, you know, we're multiple, we're thousands of miles away from each other. And it kind of takes me back to what I was talking about earlier about when you see, you can play this multiplayer and and walk about mini golf and it's hilarious because you just have like a floating head and a golf club and you see, (laughs) and it's so funny to see, but the mouth moves whenever you talk. And the head moves whenever you move your head. That alone. And the golf club moves wherever you're pointing. Mm-hmm. So that some does some psychological mind mastery. I don't know. Maybe maybe Vader's in, <laughs> invading this game as well. I don't know. Got some Jedi tricks going on here. But that just seeing him in real time looking at me, talking to me with this avatar, it doesn't matter, felt like I was in the room with him. And we could just talk about our day, hit some golf balls, you know, do the same thing next Tuesday. You know, it's it's kind of a great thing to to have, and you could play up to four people in that uh, in that game. So I would often get on with my stepdad and my mom, and that's so know, cool. Me and my stepdad are like seasoned pros over here. My mom's like, "How do I hold the, the golf club?" <laughs> I'm like, "Mom," she's like, "Where's it at?" She's like running into a cliff. It's great. It's super fun. <laughs> I, it's such a fun time, and and. I love it, and I wouldn't. I I would say that and Beat Saber and, and more. I mean, listen, we've already hit those three. Like you could start with those three games, and your life will be complete as far as VR is concerned. You can spend so much time yeah. in them, and it's so much fun. Yeah, it's great. It's but amazing. Wait, there's more. <laughs> there's always more. Tell us more. I I would say those are great for. Uh, let's see. We got the music game. We have the sports game. We have the fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to talk about a puzzle game because mm. this game is called Cubism. Now Cubism mm. is like your modern day virtual reality Tetris puzzle game without the stress of the time. So mm. you don't have puzzle pieces falling at a rapid scale. Like they're not like you don't have a time. You have basically a 3D puzzle piece that you have to piece together with these Tetris shapes, basically. But since we're in a virtual reality world, you can move around the room, you can move around the space, you can get this floating wire-framed object that you have to fill with these puzzle pieces, and you have four, five, six, ten, whatever the puzzle pieces floating in space. And you, using your controllers, can reach out and grab them. You have these little pinchers. Hmm. And when you hit the uh, trigger, it does a little pinch and it grabs. So you can grab the L shape 
that looks like an L, and you can place it in this little puzzle, and you can hold the puzzle in the other hand if you want, and you can place it there and look around and, and move this puzzle in a 3D world and see and like and see where you can put the other pieces in this puzzle. Wow. So for the and it's got this really relaxing, calm music going on there. And so for anybody who loves a good puzzle game, cubism will you'll absolutely adore it. That's amazing. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. I'll have to add it to my wish list. Well, here we are. That's why we're here. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So we got the puzzle game in the mix there. Uh Uh-huh. The next one I want to talk about is actually not a game, but it's something that I use all the time on my Quest 2, and it's it's an app called Big Screen. Oh. Do you have Big Screen? I do. Oh, geez. It's so good. Free, by the way. Yeah. Everybody can download it. It's yep. free. Uh, what do you love about it? Well, Big Screen is a virtual movie theater. And I remember when I saw the thing, and I was like, what? How how good can that be, right? Because obviously, like, you're looking at a screen that is relatively small that's, like, an inch away from your eyes, right? The the, the way VR works in general. And so I was like, how, how good can this be? You guys, it's really good. So Unreal. you can play movies or whatever media that you have downloaded directly to your device or... There are some streaming services you can link to it. You can link Disney Plus. I'm pr- I think Amazon Prime is another one you can link right. to it. There's a separate Netflix app for There's the Quest There's a separate too. Netflix it's, and a separate okay. YouTube. Um, yes, YouTube is another one that I've got on my list. Unreal. That's amazing. Netflix is fine. It yeah. just doesn't have a lot of features. But uh, YouTube is amazing. But big screen is really cool. And you would think that it's just kind of a gimmicky thing. But honestly, there's all these different rooms you can pick from that are included in the, in, in the I almost said game. It's not a game. But included in the app, you have like a modern movie theater. You have like a big giant retro kind of movie theater. You even have a drive-in movie theater where you're sitting in a car and there's like stars, shooting stars above you and stuff. You can be in like a really cool house, like a really cool living room. You can be like on a patio deck with like a cityscape behind you. You can be in all these different environments. But honestly, it feels like you're watching a movie on a big screen. Yeah. Like these movie theaters that you can pick and you can pick different seats too. You can, you know, move around, you can yeah. closer and further back and whatever, but you really do get the impression that you're in a giant screen right. theater. And I've watched a bunch of movies uh, in my on my VR headset, and you know, yeah. you can just you sit on your couch, you get comfy, and you know, put in some headphones with your with your thing, and just watch whatever movie. And it's it's amazing. They yeah. look so good. And I'm coming at this with with the uh, the Quest Two, which has good resolution. It yeah. looks great. But the Quest Three Next is level. even better. And I'm I would love to watch some movies. I'm sure I will someday when I get a Quest 3. I would love to watch some movies in that with that super high resolution and everything, but it's just such a cool experience. And like, you know, and again, because you're on a headset and you got some headphones in, you can watch a movie as loud as you want, as late as you want. You're not going to wake anybody up. You're just sitting on your couch in your own little private movie theater. And And it's so cool. The crazy, something you didn't touch on about that app is that you can also watch with your friends. So you can join in and I can be sitting in the movie theater and my favorite part about it is spawning in some popcorn and some tomatoes that I can throw at Aaron. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> and you're like, what the heck? Why are you throwing tomatoes at me? And it's like, well, I can pour my popcorn on you as well. It's hilarious. <laughs> it makes me so happy. But we can also watch movies together. And you can also rent movies. They have movies that you can rent for real uh-huh. money. Yeah. Um, and one thing I implore you to do, if you download this app, Big Screen, even if you're not going to pay for it, go in and go to watch a a trailer or a preview of one of the 3D movies. Oh yeah. I don't know why, I don't know how. I don't get it. 
I don't think I'll ever understand it. <laughs> but 3D movies, you typically have your 3D glasses on, right? So it's something the way that they do with the movies. I don't know. Whatever reason, 3D movies work fantastic in your virtual reality headset. So I watched Transformers, the Bumblebee movie, and that movie, I mean, it was like... A full-on 3D experience, super crystal clear, high definition. I couldn't believe it. it that app is, is the, that's the, I think, in my opinion, the future of a hub sort of virtual reality world where you can join in and, you know, you could do whatever you want. You could see your friends, meet your friends, go uh, just yeah. sit down, have some coffee, you know, talk about your day at work, talk about what's happening at work, show a presentation on the wall, which is what you can do in that app as well. Yeah. There's there's presentation rooms. I just think that the, the more and more we get into this and the Quest 3 is kind of starting to do this, you can watch a demo where they actually take a 3D scanned version of your uh, of a few people's uh, actual faces hmm. and um, they put them as their avatar in the uh, Quest 3 to talk to each other back and forth and they're in just like this dark environment. And the front cameras on the on the front can like kind of detect everything and that's amazing and we've talked about those. But there's also cameras on the inside that are tracking. You can It does eyeball tracking and there's one that can detect where your mouth movement is. So it will get your facial movement in real time and connect it to an avatar. And it looks like, and I'm not even kidding you, a one-to-one version of a real person. And that's where this technology is going. And that's what they're trying to get it to is that they're trying to make it to where it doesn't matter where you are. doesn't matter where in the world you are. You should be able to stay connected and be with the people that you need to be with in whatever capacity that is. We're getting into some Ready Player One territory oh, here. And I'm here percent. for it. I'm here for I'm it. I'm ready. Dude, if I could have my own little 80s retro arcade and you could just come <laughs> visit my hideout. Dude, I'd never leave. It'd be amazing. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I'll go find those Easter eggs all day long. Okay. For reals. Okay. Yes. We'll be Gunters together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. What What else do we have? I was going to say, if there's, any, if there's any more you want to talk about, I, I could talk about one or two more, or I could just ton of honorable mentions. I mean, I have a few honorable mentions. I want to, I'll just briefly touch on. Sure. Depending on your genre of games, people are familiar with this one from their phones. It's called Fruit Ninja. Fun game to play mm. with the family fun game to play with everybody. Everybody can have a great time with it. It's very intuitive. There's fruit that is launched into the air and you have a katana. Go to town. It's, it's great. Yep. Highly recommend it. <laughs> What's your next one? Uh, let's see. Uh, there is a great game called Simple Planes VR. It's actually from the App Lab, which means it's not oh. fully gone through the full game approval process. It's like a developer's uh, app. But basically, you have all these models of all these different kinds of planes, and you can just fly around. And I love that because it's such a cool experience being able to, like, you're in the cockpit of the plane. And they're very interactive. You know, there's you have to actually reach out and touch buttons for the flaps and, you know, hold on to the throttle to throttle up and stuff. And you hold on to the virtual control stick or whatever. And it's just amazing, you know, getting to fly around and just fly wherever, do whatever you want. And from all, all different kinds of planes, from, like, crop dusters to, like, fighter jets and just... Whatever. I'm interested to see where that goes because with the uh, you can do it a little bit on the Quest Two. It's not that great, but with the Quest Three, you don't actually have to use 
the controllers. You can just use your hands. Oh, yeah. So it would be interesting to see the practical applications of something like that, of like, oh, you want to learn to be a pilot? Well, here you go. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about through it. And you can actually use your hands. I mean, you might, you're might you not going to be touching the real buttons, but... But once I, you get into a real cockpit, you would know the little... Oh, yeah, there's my altimeter, and there's yeah. my, you know, whatever. There's the flaps, there's the trim, there's exactly. the whatever. Yeah. Unreal. And, I mean, you could go on any sort of hands-on job, like if you're learning to be a surgeon, you know, think about the practical applications. VR is amazing. It's crazy. It's crazy. So amazing. Um, Let's see. I have another uh, honorable mention here. I should say, if you're looking for a heavy workout game that's going to wipe you out, uh, Thrill of the Fight is a boxing game. Ooh, nice. Uh, And it's just that. And when I tell you I almost passed out, I almost passed out. So make sure you bring (laughs) some water and uh, don't push it too far because (laughs) you wouldn't believe how much that game (laughs) knocks you out. Good to know. Yeah. Well, uh, after your workout, when you need to, you know, get a little more zen and get yourself focused, two of my favorite apps are one called Liminal and one called Cosmic Flow, and they're both meditation apps. Amazing. Um, one of the Liminal has a lot of like guided meditations in these virtual environments, so you can be sitting in, you know, like a Japanese Zen garden or whatever cool. with, with these audio med- guided meditations. And Cosmic Flow is kind of like being inside a kaleidoscope or like being inside a tie dye wave. Yeah. Is the best way I can use to describe it is you're just kind of in this space and there's soothing music, kind of, you know, meditative, you know, miracle frequency type of music and stuff. Yeah. And just like colors and waves and things all around. And you can just sit in there and just, you know, who would have center your breath and all that sort of thing. It's it's really cool. It's unbelievable. I mean, I I don't understand how VR has gotten to this point where it's not only this a masterpiece of gaming love and joy, but it's also this tool and this instrument for relaxation and and connecting and happiness. And I mean, yeah, just the fact that you could go and float in this void of color and and joy. That's it's so amazing. cool. It's really cool. I'll have yeah. to check that one out. I haven't seen it. It's a good one. Yeah, I love that. I for sure have another one. I, I mean, I could go on for days, but this one's for the more action-oriented gamer. Mm-hmm. This one's called Super Hot. Super hot VR. Now, this game, think of it like a uh, Matrix John Wick world set in a uh, Tron sort of environment. You're in this big white room and all the enemies are all red polygon sort of figures. Now, the fun part about this game is the enemies and the action of the world, they're coming at you. They only move when you do. So if you move your head or you move your hands, they're coming after you, but you can pause and reassess your environment. And the second you start moving, you're reaching for a a glass bottle to throw at a guy or whatever. They're all polygon figures, so when you hit them, they like break into a bunch of polygon shapes. But it's just a really magical game. And uh, make sure you have a lot of space around you because you're going to be ducking and you're going to be grabbing (laughs) stuff and dodging stuff. And it's a lot of fun. Nice. I love that. Uh, One I wanted to mention real quick is Medal of Honor Above and Beyond. So there have been a bunch of Medal of Honor games. They're all, you know, kind of battlefield, uh, you know, war games. And uh, Above and Beyond is a World War II 
you know, fighting game. They did an incredible job making this game. Uh, again, it's it's a much more serious, much more action-based game, but it puts you in some of these historic World War II battles. There's an amazing storyline where you're working with the French Resistance and some of these spies that are undercover, and, and uh, the mechanics of it are really incredible. The way that the weapons are used, uh, they use a lot of really historical weapons, the M1 Garand. And, wow. And you can even, you know, the, the, the Americans, the GIs have their, their uh, uh, hand grenades they can use. But like if you capture a bunch of German weapons, you've got their potato masher hand grenades as well. Sure. They, they've really done a good job historically of mapping all this stuff out. And it's a really good, really immersive game. Great story. And I also looked, I, I didn't realize until I was looking up some, some details for the podcast tonight. So I knew that in, in the game as a side thing, there is this documentary included that you can watch. It's not, it's, Outside of the gameplay, it's like a separate oh, cool. feature called Colette, and it's an amazing documentary. Uh, that documentary actually won an Academy Award for Best Documentary Short Subject at the 93rd Academy Awards. Wow. So even though the game was not specifically mentioned in the Academy Awards, that technically makes this the first game to win an Academy Award. Unreal. Even though obviously there's no Academy Award category for video games. But yeah, this was, from its inception, was supposed to be a documentary in the game. And then they were like, hey, we got something extra good here. Let's put it in the awards season. And they won. Crazy. Wild. Yeah. How cool. See, bringing all the worlds together. <laughs> Virtual reality. So good. It's so unreal. I mean, listen, I, I, I could keep going on for days of all these games. I could keep on going. There's a roller coaster one. It's called Epic Roller Coaster. That's fun to just sit there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Those ones make it. me dizzy, but they are fun. They are fun. It is a little <laughs> a little, little jarring. Again, if you like to be a uh, uh, action king, there's a game called Space Pirate Trainer. Mm. And that is your... The plot is you're crashed on a spaceship and you're guarding your spaceship while it's basically your virtual reality asteroids. You got all these little spaceships coming after you and you got to take them down. Great game. That's awesome. There's so many. The last one I want to just really quick shout out is a game called Gravity League, which is basically a mix of air hockey and handball. And it's really, really fun. So you've got, you know, a teammate on each end of this big, long corridor and you've got a ball or a disc or a whatever, you know, depends on the game. And you're just whacking it back and forth. And it's so much fun. It's like, again, super simple, very like intuitive, easy gameplay and just I can waste all day doing it. It's I so good. I love that. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. I did play a game. I don't think it exists on VR anymore. I think the game shut down. Um, it was called Echo VR. Oh, I love that. And it was game. very similar. Uh, it was like it was like Tron. Mm. It was like a zero gravity frisbee. Yeah. I, it was I, crazy. It, it was amazing. And and you, it was a little complex. I think that's probably why they canned it. But it was like soccer, pretty much, or Frisbee. Uh, um, but you're like floating in a, a virtual space. That one was fun. And you could get inventive in the real world. If you have a computer chair lying around, what I would do instead of trying to spin around and, you know, do all that while standing, I would just get in the computer chair and uh, you would see me spinning for days. I would do I'm the same thing. Super yep. fun. I'm sure That's I look it. pretty dumb. You but. probably looked like a <laughs> dork, but hey, you know what? What's life without looking like a dork sometimes? Oh, boy. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we could go on and on, but this is probably a good spot to wrap it up. Yeah. Andrew, thank you so much for joining. This has been amazing. So much fun. You had so much good insight to add to this. This is great. I could talk for days <laughs> about all video games, but I'm glad that I got to join you. And I'm I'm, I'm going to wear this badge with... Uh, 
uh, I, with a lot of honor and, and happiness. <laughs> Welcome to the family. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess this is a good spot to wrap it up. As usual, we want to hear what you think. Send us an email at thefavoriteshow at gmail.com. Look us up on Instagram at thefavoriteshowpodcast. Let us know your favorite VR games. Hopefully, you are into VR games. Hopefully, you've ever played a VR game. If you haven't, please do. And if you, if you have, please let us know what your favorites are. Uh, also, let us know if you have suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And we'd love a five-star rating if you like what you hear. And if you don't feel like giving us a five-star rating, is it because we kind of dragged the virtual boy a little bit? I know it's got a cult following, and I said it didn't look great. It made people sick. I'm sorry. It's pretty cool, man. It's a cool It's a cool system, and your, your joy of the virtual boy is valid. Yes. <laughs> I apologize if I demeaned it in any way. <laughs> but get with the times. Come on. Get a quest. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see somebody take a virtual boy and add a head strap to it. Oh, just like strap it to your face. That would be cool. <laughs> do maybe, it. Maybe Nintendo will do that someday in the future. They'll have the new virtual boy. Yeah. Nintendo's real hey, VR system. That would, I mean, <laughs> people would love it. VR Breath of the Wilds? Come on. I'm in. I, we all want to fly around in a virtual Breath of the Wilds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess that'll do it until next week. My name's Aaron. I'm Andrew. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Cue the music. I feel like we could go for three more hours. I know, so much. There's so many good things. We briefly shouted out YouTube, but I I legit love the VR YouTube app. It's, oh, it's so great. good. It's great. I like that you can take the video and dip it into the ground and everything just vanishes. Mm-hmm. And you can just go... It's like, very cool. Well, and all the experiences you can do with it too. Like I, I like you were talking about the the like roller coaster one. Like I'll look up videos of people like like base jumping or like the you know like the flying squirrel suits yeah. or whatever that people yeah. do. I watched those. I too. could never in real life ever, Unreal. never ever. But it's kind of awesome to be in VR, and be able to watch the. It's cool. I watched one. It was it was a, a 360 video, a VR video of somebody getting to the top of the Matterhorn, like hiking up there, like the actual Matterhorn, not the Disneyland one. Yeah, yeah. It's super high and it's super narrow and it's super treacherous. And I started watching it. It was so beautiful. And then he got to one part of the trail, and I was getting dizzy. I was like, Oh gosh! Oh no! Oh, oh geez! <laughs> You're like, Yeah, that's enough. Uh, that's enough crazy. of the Matterhorn. <laughs>